Hello and welcome back to the podcast. We've got a lot to talk about because this weekend was very eventful because surprise, it was my engagement party. Yay! (laughs) So it was a very eventful Saturday and actually leading up to it was kind of eventful as well as I, you know, I was planning to do engagement pictures the day of the party which I feel like a lot of people don't do. Yes, which surprises me because I feel like it makes so much sense and is so convenient to just get it all done in one clean sweep. Yeah, I was like, if I'm getting ready, I'm not getting ready again. No. Um. So we did engagement pictures before the party, which was convenient, but also a little stressful, to be honest with yeah. you. <laughs> Maybe that's why people don't do it. Probably could be smart for that reason but I also discovered so as you can probably tell in my voice a little bit my allergies are out of control so bad right now and you know the it was the Thursday before and I had so much to do on Friday to get Mm -hmm. ready and I was like you know what I'm gonna take like a decongestant 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 before bed so I wake up like not feeling sick feeling great and well it turns out this is a serious PSA for anybody listening that didn't know this Mm. I didn't sleep for one minute that's honestly worst case scenario worst case scenario and I'm serious when I say that like I don't know how you know sometimes people like oh I didn't sleep at all no I'm serious not for one minute and it didn't hit me what was happening at the time, it took me until four in the morning of just laying in bed to being realize like, what you is going sleeping? on. And so finally I look it up. I'm like, the only thing I did different was take a decongestant. And so I look it mm. up and it says right there in plain sight, if you take it, <laughs> it may cause you to not sleep. And I'm like, oh, that tracks. And I seriously. That's so rough. So finally at six in the morning, I get out of bed and I just start like doing stuff just went about your day Evan thought I was literally nuts I'm like dude I just can't sleep and I still I never napped on Friday so by the time we went into the party I was already missing like one full night of sleep I yeah. slept the night before but I'm still like missing a full night of sleep so your I was like off. what's going on I felt like a zombie but and then we were doing pictures and so finally you know, I go to get ready, like to change into the actual outfit that I was going to wear to the party in the strap of the dress just boop breaks. That's so unfortunate. Worst case scenario. Yeah. Things were, you know, Mercury is in retrograde, man. You put this into the universe. I didn't mean to. So, so we're at the place and like I had another outfit lined up because I did want to do, I was so extra. I was like, I'm going to do an outfit change. Yeah, I thought you were going to. Once it gets later, but I had to make the outfit change my main outfit now because my dress broke. So I was like, it's okay. It's meant to be. I wasn't meant to wear the first outfit. Mm -hmm. So I put on the second outfit and the seam of the leg just starts unraveling up. I, I just look around, I'm like, guys, what's going on? We got to do something about this. <laughs> so Erica, which is my photographer and like also just long life, long friend was like, it's okay. Like level-headed. She's so <clears throat> calm. And I feel like good in those types of situations. Oh, yeah. She's like, it's okay. I can fix this. And I brought a sewing kit just mm-hmm. in case, which is 
absolutely wild. That's not like you. And so I bring this sewing kit and she's like, I've got this. So she sat on the floor sewing my pants for 30 minutes. So I was literally late to my own party, although we were literally there for hours before taking pictures. I still showed up late somehow. I did. I did wonder where you were. (laughs) It's very on brand for me, to be honest. But yeah, no, we were there. I was just in the room trying to figure out what I was doing. No, for a minute, I was like, maybe I was like, you didn't tell me this, but maybe she's planning on doing like a grand entrance, like my my super sweet 16, which like is not your vibe. But I'm like, maybe, maybe she decided on that. No, I literally was just like, (laughs) can you imagine I was sweating so badly because I was like stressed out running around the room being like, what am I wearing now? Yeah. What am I doing? Um, And while she was like sewing the pants, like I could just feel the sweat dripping down me. I'm like, I don't know what to do. (laughs) This doesn't work out. I'm going in naked. I don't know. Um, And so we ended up working it out. And honestly, it was such a good party. And it It was so fun. And it felt like literally it felt like a wedding it did and everybody kept commenting after because you know I joked several times that like should we just surprise get married Mm -hmm. and Evan was like what the hell are you talking about (laughs) you are nuts um and so we obviously didn't do it but all throughout the night people were like yeah we thought you were gonna like surprise get married and I'm like did they yes multiple people said it and then actually the next day we went to Evan's family's house because they were like all in town for it and not really all in town. His sister came in yeah. town, but, um, you know, they were in town and she was like, yeah, we actually thought you guys were going to like surprise get married. I'm like, so that's, so I wasn't wild. crazy. It was an actual thought amongst people, but I mean, I'm, we still have something to look forward to. So I'm glad we didn't, but I also feel like it kind of takes the pressure now a little bit off the actual wedding whenever it you happens. You think so? I feel a little relieved because I'm like, well, I got a lot of good pictures and I already had an event (laughs) that could have been a wedding. It was so perfect. So like, it's cool with me. Um, Just a really good time though. I was was happy we did it. Um, Grilled cheese, man. Um, The food was incredible. These grilled cheeses I had never had. They were little bite-sized things. Never had a better grilled cheese in my whole life. Well, the venue that we went to, that was kind of the setup of their menu was meant for like wedding events. Mm-hmm. So they did, you know, past stuff in the beginning. Then so you good. had the main food. Then there was like, they had a late night snack and option. And I was like, it. oh, we are doing the late night snacks. Every time I turned around, they were artichini, meatball. And I was like, <laughs> this is sick. This is so nice. Yeah. The, I was so set on a late night snack because I know a lot of weddings, they do the late night snack. Mm-hmm. That's the thing I look forward to when I have gone to weddings. Like, what are they going to do for the late night snack? Same. And so we picked literally grilled cheese and fries. It was, I was so like, good. Perfect. It was the best late night snack I've ever had at any event. Wow. I swear. We're setting the bar really you high. Are. Maybe I'm not less stressed for the actual <laughs> wedding. Um, but no, it was a lot of fun. It was perfect. So that kind of went on. Also before the engagement party, um, you know, me and Evan were like, let's do a little date night. Let's go. We went out and like watched the NFL draft. Um, and we we're just like, let's just relax for the day. Like it was Thursday Cute. before I didn't sleep yeah (laughs) before I had a terrible night um so we went and we watched the NFL draft at a restaurant and it was my first time ever watching that's so surprising the draft and I don't know what it was 
But as soon as it came on and the way things were set up, I was like, this is giving Hunger Games. I don't know why. The lady kind of <laughs> reminded me of um, Effie. Effie. And I was just like, what's going on? And then I hear the sound that they play, like when they pick a player. And I'm like, I look at Evan. I'm like, I volunteer as tribute. He's like, <laughs> he's, he's like, like, what's going on? He's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, I volunteer as tribute. He's <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I'm like, I don't know why. It's just making They don't feel. make us <laughs> during the Hunger Games reaping like I that. know, but it reminded me because- you know, like when in the thing, when they're in the dome at night, they like play like the, oh, the gongs and then they in catching fire. Yeah. So that's what I immediately was just thinking of. I love this though, because you know, I've been on a hunger games kick and I will talk about it to anyone that's <laughs> willing to listen. Oh, I know. No, but it's funny too, because you know, next year the draft is going to be in Detroit. It's going to be so hype. And I remember, yeah, we definitely have to go, right? Absolutely. Um, but I remember last summer we were sitting out, like we went and ate like in the middle of Detroit and they had this big countdown oh, out yeah. there. Oh and yeah. And we're like, oh my God, cool. What's that for? It was for years in advance for this, for the 2024 draft to be in Detroit. I'm like, yeah, it was like a two year and then some countdown. I was like, wait, that's all we have to look forward to? I know. <laughs> like it was I'm sad. it was a little embarrassing I kept comparing it to and like I love Detroit like I'm so excited the draft is coming but I'm like you know would would Las Vegas would New York make this big countdown for two years like I could see maybe a year out six months out there were still like dr more drafts that needed to happen we look like the junior who got invited to their to the senior prom and won't shut up about it like well, it's like they could have done a lot of little, like smaller things. Little obviously activations. That is a big, like obviously that's a big deal for Detroit. But countdown. But you could have done multiple things before that and still made that a thing. Like you could have done like op till opening day or like until the season of football starts or till <laughs> basketball so many season things, starts. So many countdowns, but just in between years. In of between now and that draft, like. I think we could do something I, in between. I think we could have waited. It's, I get, I see it too often and I just. Yeah, it's it's kind of funny though. Now it's like, okay, we're close enough, I guess now. Yeah, now but, it's acceptable. But last summer I was like, this is kind of, kind of awkward. I bet they'll keep it after too. Count oh my God. Away from it. It's been this many <laughs> days and hours since it left. Since oh gosh um anyways but you know since we're talking about the nfl we obviously have to mention the one and only tom brady who apparently which we kind of looked this up after the fact but oh, we did he was picked 199th that's shocking because some some would call him the goat the greatest of all time i would have assumed based off of just prior knowledge and not a lot of facts around the sport <laughs> of football that he was like number one, number two draft pick. Not the case. I actually saw a video from Allison Cooch explaining that, you know, it doesn't really matter what, when you get picked, because like it just does, you're on a team. Like yeah. you know, a lot of people just never get picked in their lives and their mm -hmm. careers. It's like a huge feat. Um, but because that kind of happened with one of the guys, if you get invited to go to the actual mm -hmm. draft, because not every player mm -mm. gets invited, even if they're in the draft, they don't get invited. It's the people that are picked, like are projected to be picked mm -hmm. quickly. 
So that's who they invite. And so like they invited somebody and he wasn't getting picked, but they just kept showing his reaction on camera. Did like you see the Hunger that? Games? Yes. Bernie, yes. <laughs> that was what I was thinking. Seriously. I'm sure it was. And so, um, and you know what's funny too, because like a lot of players when they get picked, they'll like instantly just start crying. Yeah. And I like I know it's happy tears, but like from my perspective, the way I was framing it, I'm like, he doesn't want to go. <gasps> He's sad he has to go. Um, no, but anyways, they were showing like his reaction every time he wasn't getting picked. And like, it was just so like, stop doing that to yeah, him. Yeah, they really put them on blast. Yeah. And people judge the heck out of people's reactions and their family's reactions. Especially and- the people who are at home mm-hmm. that like, didn't come in. Like they're analyzing and pausing the thing and being like, who's in the background? Who's yes. this person? Who's this person? Is this his girlfriend or is that one his girlfriend? I saw a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah, sketchy. But um, back to back to our guy, Tom Brady. Mm. We have to say this because supposedly he is coming to Michigan. He is. He's going to a Grand Rapids Economic Club 34th annual dinner and he's going to be their keynote speaker and he's giving his tips for on and off the field we feel like we gotta gotta go go. (laughs) i don't know when this dinner is taking place but we gotta be there front row yeah it's it's interesting what an interesting um thing to kind of go to Meanwhile, we yeah, have this is surprising. Meanwhile, we have Giselle going to the Matt Tom Brady's coming to Grand Rapids. Today's episode is brought to you by Athletic Greens. I've experienced many phases in my life where I wanted to prioritize my health and wellness, but one thing I struggled with every time was finding a way to get in all the nutrition that we need on a daily basis. Taking AG1 by Athletic Greens every day solves that problem. AG1 was designed with ease in mind so you can live healthier and better without having to do a lot. I gave AG1 a try because I wanted to find a nutritional drink that actually tastes good. I take one scoop of AG1 in the morning before starting my day, and it makes me feel like I'm doing something good for my body by adding in this simple step that takes less than a minute. It gives you increased energy and mood support, making it easy to live your best life. If you're looking for an easier way to take supplements, Athletic Greens is giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Go to athleticgreens.com slash shady. That's athleticgreens.com slash shady. Check it out. And thank you to Athletic Greens for sponsoring today's episode. But speaking of the NFL and Allison Cooch, her and her husband, Isaac, who is in the NFL, just went on the latest Tarte brand trip. Bro. He's an influencer for Tarte. He was literally carrying that trip on his back. (laughs) I think of all the influencers that, and they had season one and season two of this Turks and Caicos trip. He was the one that was continuously on my feed, pushing out the most content. (laughs) I was living for it. He needs to be like their spokesperson. I don't know. It was so funny. Um, Because I remember like after Tart did that other trip to Abu Dhabi and they were getting like all this backlash and yeah people were like what's going on this was kind of their like redemption trip they did have a redemption arc because people thought that people were pissed with how much money and how wasteful that trip that was in January their last trip was yeah but then with this trip 
totally different perception. And they had a different um, crew of influencers there too that I think are a little bit more relatable and more like fan favorites when it comes to influencers. But it was pretty, people were saying it's wholesome and genuine and they had puppies from a local shelter. It oh, was like, see, I didn't, I don't, I wasn't following it that closely. I did see a couple of things about it. From what I gathered, they did two weekends and like the first weekend they did one group of influencers and the second weekend they did another. Yes. But we're talking like big time. Oh yeah. Groups of people. And I think what everyone was loving about this one was the crossovers were so unexpected between were. seeing your like favorite influencer in this context with someone else that you really like that you've never seen them together before. before. So people were like loving it. And it did feel from what I, I saw a couple of videos of it, but it kind of just felt like a big party. It did. And I was like, damn, I want to go party. I know it did look really fun. They were doing like flip cup and bag toss <laughs> on the beach. And I was like, that looks, that looks real fun. Yeah. I was pretty invested. Yeah, it was funny, too, because one of the people who went, uh, like, Tana Mojo, I remember after the last heart trip, because she didn't wasn't invited, mm-hmm. she posted a video being like, yeah, everything I use is tart. Like, this is tart, <laughs> this is tart, this is tart, this is tart. And she literally got invited to this one. So maybe we should just start doing that. I mean, I, I do like their shape tape. So funny. Um, But speaking of some surprise redemptions here, so since we last brought this topic up, supposedly there is a bright side to what's going on. So we talked about how Sydney Sweeney and her fiance possibly were on the outs and ending things because of her supposed romance with her co-star in her new movie. And since then, I've seen multiple things. First, it was people suspected that Jonathan Davino, her fiance, was moving out of their house. Yeah. Took in, like, taking the dog and stuff. Yeah, he had, like, the dog bed in his hand. <laughs> People were, like, really analyzing it. I just kept seeing stuff with that sound, and I'm taking the dog <laughs> from... Uh, <laughs> Legally Blonde. Yes. And so people thought they were splitting up, but then now supposedly they have been back together in NYC amid the drama. So maybe it's not over for them. I mean, time will tell, but. Well, we saw her at the Met Gala and did, was she wearing her ring? Fuck, let me look. You look it up. Um, But there were a lot of celebrities in New York City, including them. Because it is Met Gala Monday this week. So the theme. Bro, I don't think she's wearing her ring. No way. I don't see it. Ooh. I don't see no ring. That's so, tea. Maybe they're trying to work things out. But hmm. so the theme of the Met Gala this year was Carl Lagerfield, a line of beauty. So we're going to give a little background of Carl Lagerfeld in case you don't know. Talk about what things people were trying to channel in these looks. And then we're also going to do a breakdown of the looks in the bonus content. But Carl Lagerfeld was born in 1933 and he actually ran away to Paris at the age of 14, which is where he learned to sketch. And then at 21, he caught the eye of Pierre Balmain after winning a competition where he drew this coat and then he got hired as an assistant for designing at Balmain. At Mm. the time when he started designing, 
he was criticized for his designs because supposedly they were a little more risque. And mm. one of the things people were not happy with at that time was he made the shortest skirt in Paris. <gasps> Gasp. Gasp. Um, <laughs> but throughout his career, he also worked for Valentino, Elizabeth Taylor. He was the creative director at Chloe for 16 years. He also was the one who made the FF logo for Fendi. Which that's... That's big. That's and then huge. he also went to Chanel, which he was there for four decades. So people now on the red carpet are supposedly going to be wearing a lot of Chanel, mm -hmm. a lot of pearls, a lot of black and white, and like collars. He was known for his collars. Mm -hmm. One of the more surprising things that was projected to happen was people dressing up as his cat. Yes, that was shocking for me to find out. Um, <laughs> but... Aside from the cat, it does sound like it's going to be pretty cute outfits on the carpet. And like, I, I say cute and I mean cute because like Chanel vibes are like, that's cute, cute. Yeah, you were really happy about that. Um, Actually, Doja Cat did so far while we were recording this, we didn't get to see all the looks yet. But like I said, after this, we are going through them all. But what we've seen so far is Doja Cat did dress up as his cat. Um, supposedly he really loved his cat and that's why we're seeing this. His cat was named mm. Choupette and inherited some of his fortune when he passed away. How does that work? Um, I also watched a Netflix documentary about a dog that literally has butlers in a mansion. So oh. don't, it's possible. It is possible. Um, My bad. But another thing that we wanted to talk about, just because the Met is the Met, it's just... Uh, it's, I love the Met Gala. It's such a big thing. And so everyone wants to know, how do you get invited to the Met? And how do you not get invited back? Because we've seen that happen a few times where people will go once... Never and again. never seen again. Mm -mm. So actually to get invited, you can attend with a brand that purchases a table. So a brand like Versace can purchase a table and invite whoever they want to fill mm -hmm. their table. Usually those people will dress in all Versace. So it's kind of too, it's marketing for the brand as well. Smart. You can also purchase a table if you're a company. So Instagram, YouTube, they could purchase tables and mm -hmm. give those seats to people. You can also get a personal invitation from the Met Museum. So AOC went that mm -hmm. one year. That was, she was invited by the Met themselves or you can buy a ticket which ranges from $25,000 to $250,000. No problem. Supposedly, that's very unusual for people to do, though. Also, though, how do you not get invited back? Well, Anna Wintour herself says she does not like when people smoke in the gallery. Mm. Supposedly, a lot of people will sneak into the bathrooms and smoke. Or if you touch the artwork. No touching. Those are two ways to not get invited back. Don't do it. For everyone who's invited listening. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. So, yeah. I mean, I don't know, man. It's it's such a big thing. And also, I thought this was kind of cool. I didn't know they did this. So, Anna Wintour is the host of the Met Gala. Mm -hmm. But she has co-hosts. Yes, co-hosts every year. And this year, Dua Lipa is one of them. Penelope Cruz. Roger Federer, don't know if I'm saying that right, and Michaela Cole. I thought it was kind of cool that Dua Lipa was. Yes, I like that they get a mix of people in there, and it's not just like one person. Like That's fun. 
And you didn't you say Emma Chamberlain was one before too? Yeah, Emma Chamberlain. I believe Blake Lively has Rihanna. I think I'm right when I'm saying all of that. Yeah, I'm really excited to see all these and go through these after because it is just, you never know what you're going to see. No, and there's a lot of exciting stuff happened this year. Paris Hilton's going for the first time. Kim Kardashian is rumored to actually be attending and might be attending with North, which would be interesting. Yeah, I heard that kids under 18 are usually not allowed, Mm -hmm. but it has been, exceptions have been made in the past, so... Mm -hmm. It'll be interesting to see, especially when people thought that Kim herself wasn't even going to be invited. I know. That was a big rumor that no Kardashians were going to be on the list. And I saw a tweet, Instagram post earlier today, and I saw Kylie was on there. Kim was on there. So we'll yeah. see. I just don't think the whole family is going this mm-hmm. year, which maybe that's kind of what the rumors were started about. But <clears throat> it'll be interesting to see. Moving on, though, we've had some actually this is this is kind of interesting to think about. We're going to talk some more about AI and technology and our robot friends that we always like to bring up. Mm. I'm sure there's going to be a day where we see an AI robot at the Met Gala. Just row. It's going to happen. I'm surprised that hasn't happened already. I th- by next year, AI at, be. at the Met Gala. <clears throat> That's on our We're 2024 bingo card. <laughs> We're calling it. Um, no, but actually this just happened. So Google's godfather of AI, that's what they call him. His name is Jeffrey Hinton. Um, (laughs) why? Scary. Yeah. Um, So Jeffrey Hinton, they call him the godfather of AI. He worked at Google. He just actually quit after working there for more than a decade because he wants to be able to spread the word of the dangers of AI. Oh, good. Which is what we've been hearing from everybody lately. Very sketchy. I thought you were going to say he was going rogue and he was going to take this AI to the moon or something crazy. No, so he is actually responsible for the technology breakthrough that is the foundation for current AI, like ChatGPT. Uh-huh. He created that foundation. And so once he did that, he had his own company, but Google purchased his company for $44 million after he made that breakthrough. Mm-hmm. So then he went to Google to continue working on that breakthrough that he made with AI. But now, after more than a decade, he decided to leave because he doesn't like the direction that AI is going, and he didn't want to criticize Google while still being there. Oh. So he left. Mm, a man of integrity. <laughs> I guess I guess you could say so. It's literally what everybody who has been, like we talked about, Elon Musk, now this it's person, scary. it's like... People who are really close to it and work with it all the time are telling us we should be we should be worried about it. So like maybe we should listen to them. Yes. Let's just put an end to it. I think we would do just (laughs) fine without it. Well, actually, while we were making these notes for this episode, I got a pop up from Google that I have been selected to be the first few to test new AI first in Google Workspace. <laughs> and I actually filled, I had to fill out a form accepting it and I did it for the plot. <laughs> and I'm going to let you guys know what it is because now I'm in a waiting room for it. That's crazy. So I signed what are up. The odds? I signed up for the lab and I'm in the waiting room. So I'm going to update you guys on what Google is doing in Google Workspace with AI. Mm. I wonder what it is. Is it going to type up my notes for me for the show now? I hope so. I mean, that'd be lit. I wouldn't be too upset. It'd be pretty nice. 
No, we could just tell the AI to make up the shady stories. Yeah. It's so funny. I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of nervous. I, I consented to this lab, you guys. So yeah, like, yeah. I, I had to say I was over 18, um, that I wasn't going to share personal private information. I don't know. We'll see. But I'm in the waiting room. It's a lab. Mm. I'm a scientist. I'm mm. an AI scientist. So you support AI? For, for the plot, I got to tell people what this is. I gotta get we'll the see research. How this goes. <laughs> it's kind of sketchy, but also cool. <laughs> also exciting. You didn't get the pop up though. You said no, I didn't. Yeah, no, I'm. I got it on multiple of my Google accounts. Yeah, because your devices are listening to you. And you know why? You talk about AI shit ton. <laughs> that too, but also probably because when Chat GPT came out. I oh, wanted you, to use you it. immediately went to chat GBT. and I signed up and mm. you have to like make an account on those things. So, so they, know. they stole your fucking data. <laughs> um, actually, I just heard this is like random side note and I don't have all the details, but I just saw a TikTok that supposedly Facebook lost like over an over $700 million lawsuit. Yeah. For selling data yeah so if you had a facebook between like 2007 and 2022 you're entitled or may be entitled to financial compensation yep so go fill out mm. that form it could it could be up to like hundreds of dollars depending on how many people fill out the form which i feel like most people don't go do no i did that with celsius and i never got any money oh my gosh that's a new lawsuit <laughs> i know and i had like all my screenshots of like all my receipts because I bought everything on Amazon. So what? What? I was supposed to get money. <laughs> I didn't get the money. Try try with the Facebook thing. Um, But that kind of concludes what's been going on this week. It was a busy week. And also this next week is going to be a busy week. So we had to film early. Mm. And, you know, we didn't get to get all the tea, but we got as much as we could. You know what I mean? We do what we can here. And we have some good tea with the shady story. So I feel like this could, what are you dancing again? Then the people can't see. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> Keeping our folks on YouTube entertained. <laughs> Apparently. Um, so let's get into some of these shady stories. Shady story number one. When I was 16, I started going to a club in my hometown and there would always be this guy. Let's call him Jim. It was a small town, so this was one of two clubs that we saw each other most weekends. We flirted. I mean, he smiled when I walked past, and I smiled back, looked down, acting shy, and then looked back up. You know the drill. Nothing else happened for several months. One day, a girl came to me saying this friend of hers wanted to get to know me. After an eye-rolling, I replied, no thank you. If he can't gather the courage to come say hi, he's probably not worth knowing. It turned out that it was this guy, Jim, the guy I'd been flirting with and crushing on for all those months. I was quite upset, and Jim, having gotten the message, never looked at me again. Many years passed by. I had long relationships, many flings, but I could never get over that guy. I'd drive past his house to see if I could spot him. When social media was born, I started mildly stalking him on anything I could put my hands on. Eventually, I found out he was going to another country to study for a few months. I kept an eye out for the people adding him here and there. I saw them liking and commenting on his posts and him liking and commenting back. Six months later, he came back and I saw him at a restaurant and we exchanged glances. I smiled, he smiled, and that's it again. 
I couldn't take it anymore. So since I could, I hacked into his email and social media. I found an email from a beautiful redheaded Russian woman. I know it because he asked her for pictures so he could remember her and she sent them. I blocked her. I went to social media and found her and also blocked her there. I have a degree in comp sci and you could tell he was not that tech savvy. Fast forward 12 years, I'm recently divorced and Jim is still single. We bump into each other at a friend's party and Jim finally came over to talk to me. I could barely focus on what he was saying. All I could think of was that redheaded young woman. We eventually left and he offered me a ride. We, when we got back to my place, he reached out and kissed me. I said, thank you for the ride, drive back safe, have a good night, and made my way inside as fast as possible. That was, ladies and gentlemen, the worst kiss I have ever been given, inflicted actually. I can't believe I spent so many days and nights thinking about that guy. Not to mention the subjects of his loathsome chatter on our way home. You are very welcome, Russian lady. I <laughs> saved you from a bad kissing, bad breathed bore. Ew. <laughs> That's actually so funny because I feel like when when you're young and you get a crush on someone, you think like everything they do is just perfect and yes. magical. They're like the ideal human. Nothing they can do is wrong. And then it's like reality that like they're just another person and you're like, damn. Yeah, they actually suck. <laughs> you made it up in your head. Um, That's actually funny though. I think, I think the, the biggest plot twist here was just the casual like, well, since I could hack stuff, I decided yeah, to. I, that's what I was thinking too. I was like, oh, you just casually not only found him on social media, but just hacked into all of his accounts and then proceeded to block this Russian lady. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and it's like, was that the only girl he had ever talked to ever? Right. And I feel like once you do that once, there's no way you didn't go back and hack it again. Oh my gosh, she was probably, and she had never been spoken to him, but was just hacked in all of his stuff. I guess so. Um, that's it's so pretty messed up. It's also wild that it's like the explanation for this is like, I have a degree in comp sci. So like, does everyone with a comp sci degree, I'm guessing that's computer science, by the way, do they just know how to hack stuff and we're all okay with that? Um, and like, if so, I'm going to go get a degree in computer science. I mean, that's how they show it in movies when, you know, they're like, I'm hacking into the mainframe and <laughs> done. <Stop. laughs> Oh, that's mean. what I picture happening. Um, yeah, so that's definitely, I think, I mean, it's not too shady. I think it's like an eight. I would say it's seven out of ten. Okay, shady story number two. I packed up all of my stuff while my then wife was on a weekend trip to Tennessee. She left for a trip on Friday evening. Friday night, I had a few people over to help me quickly go through our apartment and pack up all my stuff. Saturday morning, another good friend of mine showed up with a moving truck and we got my stuff out there. I feel kind of callous for leaving this way and feel kind of shady. At that point, she had been cheating on me for at least a year with another guy. We call it her co-ed sports team. Oh, and by the way, the weekend in question was Valentine's Day. She was going on a trip to meet up with this guy's family for the first time. It was Friday night when I said, sent my goodbye text, and she read that when she landed. She didn't respond until a few days later when she came home to a mostly empty apartment. She thought we were going to work it out. 
She went on a trip to meet her side dude's family and thought we were going to work out. It's kind of wild that she thought that. That that is. I mean, what do we think though? Is it shady to if you find out and you know that like you're going to be leaving your partner, is it shady to do it while they're gone? I mean, I feel like that is the most cordial way of going about it. I think it'd be like a boss move if you just never talked, like never said anything. Like don't even tell them why you left. Don't even tell right. them you left. Just like disappear. Yeah, that would be real. That would be a really big mind fuck. Like a real life ghosting. Yeah. But like, would it be a mind fuck? Because they would like know that they were doing that to you. Yeah. But like, just imagine showing up to your house and all of your- It'd be, it'd be so- All your boyfriend's stuff is gone. But if you were doing something wrong, like, I feel like you could put two then and two together. Then you would be like, fuck, he knew? <laughs> Damn <laughs> That's it. That's what I'm saying. It's like, they got you. I mean. I kind of like it. I just can't believe she was seeing her side guy's family on Valentine's weekend. Like, she clearly didn't care. And she was clearly a little reckless at that point. Right. But also, what do you mean you thought you're going to work it out? If you really thought you're going to work it out, why are you going to meet the other guy's family? I don't know. This seems strange. <laughs> Messed up. But I don't think it's I don't think it's that shady to leave while like no. she was gone. No. I think that was like honestly best case scenario. And it would have been even better if they just like disappeared like a Into real life ghosting. <laughs> yeah. like, never to no, be they seen again. They um, should have. I think this is like. I'll say like a six out of 10. Yeah, six. Okay. All right. Final shady story. Shady story number three. I dated a guy for four and a half years. It was probably one of the most toxic relationships I've ever been in. In the four years we dated, my friends became his friends, but he never had his own friends. One of my best male friends and my ex got along really well. It turned out through ancestry DNA tests and they found out they were distant cousins. When we broke up, my friend said I just needed time to reflect and come back to him. During our relationship, two of my friends got engaged. They put us both in the wedding party, but when we broke up, they kept him in the wedding party. Today is the wedding, and I didn't go. (gasps) Am I shady? (laughs) She didn't go to the wedding, and she was supposed to stand up? She thought that when they broke up, they were going to uninvite him to the wedding party because they were only friends through her yeah but but they didn't (coughs) she just didn't show up to her friend's wedding i guess i would want to know the context here of like did you tell them you weren't gonna go if he was still in it yeah like was there a conversation like if you keep him in it i'm I'm not gonna go in my mind just by the way this is being read she just decided she was pissed and didn't show up. She ghosted them. She, it's a lot of ghost stories up in um, here. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, if you didn't tell them, then it's shady. But if you did tell them, then it's then boundaries. It's, yeah, you have. I mean, you have to set a boundary for yourself. Um, that's so unfortunate. I feel like this kind of shit happens a lot with weddings. It does. Well, also, I feel like in general with relationships, like. We've known people who kind of don't have their own friend group and whoever their significant other is, that's who their friend group is at the time. Yeah, I I have I know I've known a few people like that. Yeah, and it kind of it's kind of stressful I think for the couple cuz it's like 
whoever the person is that is kind of migrating friend groups with relationships, like I feel like that would kind of suck. That would suck. It just couldn't be me. It's just not because my when vibe. you if when or if you break up, now you don't have friends. Like what the hell? Yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, yeah, that does suck. And especially this guy just was like, well, I didn't have friends and now I do and I'm keeping them. So you lose yours. Sorry. <laughs> no, but I feel like that's also happened. It does. Where like somebody comes into a like a friend group via a relationship and then people end up liking that person better than the initial <laughs> That is person. so messed up. Like that's really fucked up, but I feel like that happens. It could. Yeah. Interesting. I feel like, again, it's the shady meter would change depending on the circumstance. If they knew in advance, it's like a four out of 10. Yeah. It's not that bad. If, if they, they knew. didn't, that's, 10 out of 10. That's fucking wild, man. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Um, yeah, but that kind of, that concludes this week's episode. We are going to be doing the Met Gala review, fashion review, red carpet in the Patreon bonus content. So if you want to see that, go there for that. Make sure you keep submitting your shady stories and we'll see you guys in the next one. Bye everyone. Bye.